Hello, hello, Heather Jean here with Confidence Through Cabaret, another Confidence episode. I'm so happy about this episode today because it's a fresh approach to confidence. And if you think that you have all the reasons in the world why you don't follow your passion and raise your voice and own your space, then you are going to be inspired by my guest today. My guest is Kalina Powell. So Kalina is a young entrepreneur who loves to help people with their personal growth, to educate others about the deaf community. So little do people know that Kalina is actually a hard of hearing person and she became deaf at the age of four. So you know, really, it's you. You've got lots of lots of difficulties in our in your life, and so do we all. But Kalina is overcoming those. She recently graduated with a psychology degree and is now starting her own online coaching business. As well, she is just about to, or just actually, just has launched her book. Hello, Kalina. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am so excited. Because you are going to call out all the people who are saying, oh, I want to have my own podcast, or I want to do social media, or I want to start a business, and you are doing that. Yes, I am. Everything that I always wanted to do, and I never stop. Love that. Okay, so let's start off with, tell us about your book, because it's just launched, right? Yes, that's correct. My book just launched and it's on Amazon. So you guys can look it up and on Amazon. It's called Every Day I Am Just Deaf. And the book is about me being deaf in the hand community. It is mixed with poetry and biography because I like my book short and I love my book about poetry. So it's very unique and very interesting. And people be like, wow, it's very, um, I would say, um, inspirational as well. I think we all call me inspirational lady. And um, it's really, honestly, it's very short. Each page is like a line, like very short and it's perfect. So I hope you enjoy the book. I will put the links on the show notes. Uh, so this is being broadcast on Confidence Recovery, the podcast. If you like your uh, podcast audio, then you can check that out on uh, Confidence Recovery, the podcast, anywhere you get yours. And if you are on the podcast and you're listening to this on audio, you should also know that we are on Confidence Recovery, the YouTube channel. If you go there and check out the vodcast playlist, then you can see the video version. And both of those will have the link to Kalina's book and all of the details so you can get in touch. So, okay, where to start? Uh, so ha- so have, how did you know that you wanted to start a business once you got your psychology degree? Um, I started it because I actually had a deaf teach professor and um, it's very funny because everybody in the classroom didn't know he was deaf until he paused the lecture and said, hold on, and she changed my hair and a battery in front of the whole lecture. I was like, you're deaf? And I was mind blowing. And I was like, I have to talk to this professor. Oh my God. And then we had a very small conversation after class. And I said, hey, like, how do you do it? How do you become a professor? Just have so much confidence. Hold on. I've changed my hair and body. I would not have that confidence at the time. And I was just like, this is crazy. And I asked him, how did you do it? And he said to me, this is why I'm doing it. I just met a deaf student. I want to help deaf students who are in school because you just never know who's watching or who needs you and who needs your voice. And I was just like, 
that is so true. And I said, maybe I should start a business helping people who are deaf and for those who have other disabilities as well. And he said, do it because there's not, if you look up online, are there any deaf business owners? No. And I was like, wow. And it's very fascinating how you mean him are talking about it. And he just like, you could literally change the world if you do what you want to do. And I followed my dream. I took the risk. I sacrificed a lot of things, especially being a deaf person. It was not easy because I had to interact with a lot of hearing community, especially find a mentor who is not deaf. And, you know, even though I was very uncomfortable with this scenario, because I was afraid to advocate for myself. And I was afraid to say, hey, I need closed caption on the Zoom call. I need this and X, Y, and Z. And it was very hard, but it never, it never stopped me because I had a great mentor who, would, who actually wanted me to teach her how to be advocate for myself. And it was really cool because she's like, you should also be an advocate as well. And I was like, me, an advocate? No way. And she's like, yes, while you do your business too. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Let me give it a shot and try it out. And I'm being super success. And um, and that's how I got into my business, my coaching business, really, just because speaking to people, people said it's very inspirational. And then even my mentor recommended me to go on podcasts and start talking about my story because she noticed that when she listened to podcasts, there's no interesting story like myself. And I was like, okay, let me do that then. So my mentor really, and because of that one teacher that I met in university, really did draw me this way. Oh, that's amazing. That not only did you find inspiration, but that you are taking that to inspire others. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about the, the people that you've come across that have inspired you, what are you doing with that inspiration? Because Kalina is out there and she is sharing her story and she is helping young people to advocate for themselves. And that's, that's really the journey of confidence is asking for, your, for what you need and, you know, unapologetically right? You would never go on a real life stage and apologize. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. And I, did you feel like you were apologetic when you were younger? Cause you, you lost your hearing when you were four, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. I obviously was because had boy, you don't know what's happening. You don't speak firmly, right? You don't speak a full sentence yet. You're learning and and I don't, I don't know how to write. I don't know anything. And, you know, I was frustrated. I lost so much of my confidence as soon as I became deaf. Um, but, you know, my family helped me to balance because I went to two schools, actually. I went to the deaf school and a hearing school. So I was able to balance that in a way to help me rebuild my confidence, rebuild my chapter, my character. And it was very hard, but I had to do it. Yeah. And it's already like childhood is hard anyway. You know, everybody's kind of trying to overcome something in some way. And, and, you know, I I don't like to compare, but some people have things to overcome that are harder than others, but everybody, their journey feels like it's difficult and, and they're learning to overcome things, but you had to overcome the normal childhood things as well as being deaf and changing schools and navigating all of those things. And I think 
when when we think about you know asking for what we want that is something i didn't learn until not very long ago like uh, people would people would say to me do you want help and i would say no and yet i wanted help right it's so hard for some people to ask for help and i think the fact that you're there with young people telling them that they that they can they can ask for help they can advocate for themselves and you're helping them to do that yeah it's inspiring, okay. it's inspiring. <laughs> thank you i was just um i was just at a i we colleen and i were talking before this i i was just just came back from a festival a few hours ago and uh there was a woman walking up a a, a dirt road with all of her camping gear really heavy bags and it was a hot day and she's walking up this hill and she had to stop every couple of steps and i thought oh she's not going to make it it's a very it's about 20 minutes up this hill and i said to her can i help you and she said no i'm fine and she clearly wasn't and i said oh. you might be fine but you could do with some help and i grabbed her bag and i i carried it up the hill it nearly killed me because i'm not very fit myself but you know it <laughs> It's that, it's that moment, because I deeply understand that saying, no, I don't need help when I desperately want it. How do you find it? How do you find that strength to ask for help or say what you want? Um, honestly, it really took me years, just like you. Um, you know, being the age of 25 right now, I'm still young and, um, for me, I find strength. I realized that one, I think it was like just one, I will tell you guys a story. So what happened was I was in school and, you know, I had people overlooked at me and think, oh, Kalina's different, she was too deaf, okay, blah, blah, So I did have a hard time asking for a lot of help because I didn't want people to overstuff me or overlook me. And that's why I never asked for help because I was just too afraid of, what they were staging because I was so used to being bullied when I was younger. And because I was so used to that, I was so not comfortable at all. And so I hit high school and that's when I'm like, enough is enough. Sometimes you're just gonna hit the hardcore one of these days and you're gonna be like, I'm tired. I just need your help and you're just gonna stay. And that's how that's how I actually found my strength. I just had enough. And I finally asked for help. I got what I wanted. Even though I did not get everything that I wanted, but I got few parts that I wanted. And I felt relief because I'm like, thank goodness. Because when you hold too much bears in your heart or in your head, you're gonna you're gonna be explode yourself. You're gonna be like, I don't have time for this. I just need help. Can you you're gonna explode, right? And one of these days you're gonna gonna be like, Oh my god, no, this is not correct. One of the days you're gonna be like, up this. You know, you're gonna be like, I need help. Screw this. I need help. And it happens to a lot of us, especially women, right? We have them to get to ask for help because we are tired of people overlooking us because we're women. And it's true. Time, time, we have to set up this. Screw this. I'm going to get this done. Bye-bye. End of that. And that's how I found my strength, really, because I said, screw this. I don't have time. And I'm, I was just tired and exhausted because I was consistently advocating for myself. And I got doctor and I said, screw this. I don't care what anybody say. Because at the end of the day, it's my life, and I have to learn how to live my own life. And you do have to learn how to live your own life the way you want to live your life. And I love 
love that you have found that at a relatively young age. I, if I was 15 or 20 and I needed that advocacy, I would have loved somebody to be in my life like you are for your clients, Kalina. It, it, it is truly inspiring because I didn't find it at 25. I did. Well, I, I kind of, I kind of didn't know. So I was a, a head of an airline, uh, head of training for an airline when I was 28. and it was in the Middle East, so it was all men, and they were not happy when I arrived because I was a woman. And and by the way, the the Arabs, the locals, didn't have a problem with that. It was the expatriates from Australia and and Canada and America, Ireland, they had the problem. Um, And... And they they felt entitled because they were older. They said, I, "We can't be. Why should we be managed by a young girl?" And I yes. was going, "The fuck! Like what? What? I know what I'm doing. I do know exactly. what I'm doing." And I had real problems. That's when I learned to 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 shrink because I had real problems about I should be older. I should be older. And then I got older and I was like, oh, I should be younger. I should be younger. And it was never the right time. It was never the right, you know, look or size or feel or, and I love that you just own who you are. Fuck it all. I'm enough is enough. I'm doing what I want. I'm living my life. I love that. Thank you. And you have a degree and you have, and you have a business. So tell us a little bit about how you help young, young people. And when we say young people, like that's all relative, right? Like, you know, so that goes up to about 35. So how do you help people? So I do focus on positive psychology instead of negative psychology. So I know a lot of people get confused with those two. So basically what I do, I focus on the, the recent issue that you have I will not look at your past trauma or anything like that because I feel like when people focus too much on their past they won't be able to overcome what they're focusing on right right now because sometimes it's very important to learn what what's in front of you and a lot of time people lose their sense what's happening in front of them and because they're too busy focused on the past and it's unfortunate but I try my best to help people tell them hey you should be grateful how far you come because let's focus on what you overcome instead of your past. And a lot of times, people don't feel comfortable talking about the past a lot of times. So I said, why not focus on positive psychology and just focus on now? And how can I help you achieve your goal in the future? How can we make your future better than your past? How can we do that? The only way you can do that is really focus on the recent issue that you have in front of you instead of the past. Because a lot of times when you don't focus too much about the resistance, you're going to lose the opportunities in front of you and you're going to lose your strength. You're going to lose the joy in it. And you'll be like, wow. And I don't I don't like when people go back in time. They're like, man, I should have just focused on this instead of that, instead of that, instead of just focused on what's in front of me. How can I make things change it? Because at the end of the day, you can't change the past. The past is the past. And that's the problem, especially as women, we always focus on the past. And it's like, you can't change or fix the past. The only way you can move forward is focus on what's in front of you and forgive yourself about what you've been through in your past, especially trauma hurt trauma. It's very important to forgive yourself. And that's where, that's why I do in my business, really focus on positive psychology. I love that. I love that. Now, for those people who aren't familiar, what is positive psychology? 
for those who I didn't, okay, uh, so basically you focus on, like I mentioned before, just focus on now, present, and focus on your future goals. It's never, it's about creating goals. It's about baby steps. How can we get into it? And really more about positive thinking mindset. How can I, how can you, not myself, how can you think about positive future, positive thinking, positive strategy? How can I get this far? So that's what I do to help you with that. Beautiful. So, so do you find that people then start thinking about, okay, well, I can't change my past and I'm thinking about now, but do you find that they then start to worry about the future? Yes, that's correct. A lot of times they do focus on the future because they have this big goal and they don't break down the goal and they want to get there fast. And that's not the case. And I tell a lot of people, especially women, slow down. You got to do baby steps. And no, it takes so long to get there. But hey, you have to celebrate your small wins. And all the time I know the thought, we wanted to get there fast, but Sometimes we have to celebrate the little wings and baby steps. And I tell people, if you go too fast, you're going to go 10 times back quicker than you know it. And you never know how fast it will take you into it. Yeah, I fully agree. And I, I think I think it's really easy if you're focusing on, I want to get there fast, then you miss out on that celebrating along the way. And that, that's the whole point. We were sold this thing about, you know, it's a destination and we have to get to, to where we want to go. Or we have to be who we want to be or have what we want to have. And we forget that it's a journey. And that, you know, it's like, people always say to me, well, how can I raise my confidence? It's like, well, I, there, if I had a, if I had a, a, a way to do that, like one step, I would be, a, I would have all the money on the planet, you know, because <laughs> it's not, it's not, that's not how that works. It's a journey. You know, it's like the same with happiness. It's, it's, it's a journey. It's not a thing. We're not like, okay, I've got my happiness now. There you go. I've got a handful of happiness. Now I have what I want. It doesn't work that way. No, not at all. So do you specifically work with uh, people who who have disabilities, or do you work across the board with anyone? I um I do work with specifically for people who have disability, but I am opening doors for other people because I know a lot of people be inspired by me and love my story. So they said, I feel like talking to you, you will understand it more because you've been through time time work than I've been through. So my doors are always open for other categories as well. So how does that feel when people say? Well, you've been through worse than me. Like, does that, does that? I have tell people, I tell people, you don't say that to certain people, especially for those who have a disability. I feel like it can be, not for me, for me personally, I'm used to it by now. When I started, I was just like, no, I, it took me time. If you see my story, you'll be like, it's obstacles. And I tell people, um, you know, yes, I may have been through worse than you, but be grateful that you didn't have to go through it. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I think it's really easy for us to compare ourselves. I, I used to do that, and my daughter told me off. Uh, she's had a lot of, of um, chemical imbalance in the brain challenges and mental health challenges, and she told me off and said, stop comparing yourself. Cause I would always say, well, it could be worse. Other people have it worse. And she was saying, 
but that's your story. Like you get to have exactly. your life so comparing it to everybody else because that's what you're saying when you're talking about the past or worrying about the future. It's it, it's the same if you start worrying sideways about other people too, right? Like, exactly. oh, I'm better off than them and I'm worse off than them. And I, it's now, it's, it's you, it's your yeah. life. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. And are you are you planning on writing more books? Did you enjoy the work pro, the process of writing books? I did enjoy it. It only took me two months to write my actually my first book, and yeah, people looked at me like, "No way!" I said, "Cause it's about me, right? It was not like something um, that I made up. It's my life, and I it took me two months to write it. And I love the progress with it because. I was able to meet new people, a lot meeting people in the book industry. And, you know, I had people that um, gave me a lot of advice. And, you know, because I'm the first person in my family actually wrote a book. So no one in my family knew. So it was very inspiring. And, you know, um, it's very emotional, you know, like my family said, wow, like, you know, you're, you're a businesswoman, you have a book. And I said, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I also, too, a lot of people always ask me, like, why did I choose to write a book? And I said, very simple. Have you read a book by a deaf author? A lot of 90% of the hearing community would say no. And that's why I choose to write a book. And yes, I do thinking of buying a children book, which is coming up next. A children book is coming up. And then I will do a part two for my, my actual original book. Because a lot of people will loved it and then we want part two <laughs> i was like okay i guess i'll do part two for you guys <laughs> no problem <laughs> i mean your life isn't done yet so there's probably no. a lot more to cover <laughs> exactly that's amazing that's amazing so what is the favorite piece of advice you've ever gotten um it's okay not to be okay don't overwhelm yourself with too many things that's going on in your life Oh, that almost makes me want to cry. I love that. It is okay not to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that can be a tough one. Um, because you can you can keep yourself really busy so that you're okay because you're busy and distracted all of the time. And there are so many distractions. You know, from when you're 26 to when I was 26, I mean we didn't even have the internet yet, you know, so so it's, it, you know, there are a lot more distractions now. There's all, you know, there's Netflix and there's all kinds of things to kind of, to, to cover up the fact that we're not okay. But it is okay to feel that. And it's yeah. bullshit when we're told, you know, you're supposed to be happy and that's what gets rewarded. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why you are in positive psychology. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay. So let's get into some cabaret, Kalina. Definitely. Let's talk about if you were performing on a stage and cabaret can be anything. So it's a stage in a small venue and that means that it's quite intimate and you can see your audience and you talk to your audience before and after and sometimes even during a performance it, and some people will sing and some people will dance and some people will do burlesque or drag or uh, contortion or aerial or uh, I, the last uh, cabaret I saw somebody was doing belly dancing. There's all kinds of things that happen at a cabaret. 
So what would you be doing? What would you choose to be on a stage doing? Uh, dancing, because I love dancing. And for a lot of you don't know, I am from a Caribbean background. So I am from the island. And so dancing is our culture. So I'm not um, ashamed of dancing. I know a lot of people will be like, oh my God, like what? Like a deaf person can listen to music. And that's why I love dancing. And I want to teach people and educate people that deaf people can listen to music and they can dance too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it, so, so, so you can hear the music, right? Yes, I can. And so, but some people can't hear the music, but. Some people can't hear the music, but they will follow the beat, the vibration. It's how some people, that's how some deaf people can actually hear some music. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't want to leave that hanging where people would be like, hmm, deaf people can hear music, can listen to <laughs> dance music. Yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted that said. And, and it's so beautiful. So, okay. So, and, but you're, so. So, so you're, but you're in Toronto right now. Yes, I am. I'm from Vancouver, so we're a bit rivally, but I am <laughs> in the UK, so I won't say anything bad about Toronto because you're in my home country. <laughs> so when you say that, that, that your background, you're unapologetic and you, you, you feel good in the dancing, is that because it's, it's kind of like, I mean, obviously that makes Kalina, Kalina, but also is it, uh, how does it come up in the culture? I honestly don't know. I I grew up in that. I see my family dancing, you know, um, you know, celebrating. And we always celebrate. When we celebrate, we celebrate back. We always throw big parties. And, you know, it's always a big thing in my culture. I don't know why, but it, we just like it. And I enjoy it. And that's our culture. <laughs> I think that is truly beautiful. I, I wish it was in more cultures. And I wish that, you know, women, not only women, especially women, though, uh, just are apologetic about and they maybe move to the music a little bit, but they're not fully just engaging. And I think we get too much in our head, you know, about am I doing the right move? Have I got the right beat? Am I all those things? I agree. I agree. I, it happened to me before because, you know, being a tough person, I don't even know if I'm following the beat. But then I realized, no one's watching. I'm doing it on my own. Bye-bye. I'm dancing. So, you know, I feel like it's okay to not to follow the beat. Nothing is important, especially when you're dancing. It's nothing. It's about you lifting your style, about you enjoying your time. Did you have fun? You didn't have fun, then you didn't have fun. Then you didn't dance the way, the way that you want to dance. And telephone would be. That's a different. Yes. Oh, I love that you said that. Because I really genuinely don't have rhythm. And I just don't care. You don't. But I do You're not supposed to. <laughs> I used to care. I used to care. I used to think, why am I dancing different to everybody else? Because I always dance with my whole body. And I would go to nightclubs and stuff and, and people would be, you know, just dancing with their feet. And they would look at me like I was a little bit crazy. And it made me so <laughs> And now and now I'm like, yeah, but I get to move with my whole body and you stopped moving your feet. What's your deal? Let's get that going exactly. again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so you're gonna dance at this at this imaginary cabaret on the stage. What kind of what kind of um what kind of performance are you thinking? Like, what sort of style? 
Um, I try my best not to be inappropriate for ladies. Um, <laughs> I would do the, myself, just really, um, I don't know if I can do this, but thank you all ladies. I think we love to take a booty, a bum, you know, every movement. And I tend to like to do Afro fast kind of move, dance move. Wow, that's yeah. hard work. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. And yes, and and yes, uh, certainly in North America and much of Europe, uh, we don't like to shake our butt. You know, we, we're a bit like, mm, you know, move it yeah. up a little bit. And we don't, and, and we're taught that, you know, our fat isn't supposed to shake on our body. <laughs> you know what I mean? And our legs aren't supposed to wobble. And so we're holding yeah. it all really tight and we're trying to, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't. It's uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the first things I had to learn in cabaret was to just let it all go and just let it jiggle because that's how it's supposed to move. I agree. Okay. And do you, and if you could have one prop on the stage with you, what would you want? That's a good question. Um... Like some people have, like maybe it's part of their costume or some people have like a hat or some people just, or a, a chair or a cane, uh, you know, it, it's very varied for people. Um, and for me, I, what I'm feeling today, because it's different, I love long gloves because they're very silky. And so <laughs> I love to have like, you know, long purple gloves or something, you know what I mean? Because they cover your arms and they're a bit different. Um, but it could be anything. Um, for me personally, if I were to bring something on the stage, it would probably being a friend of mine. I don't know why. I love bringing my friends with me. I feel like I am a very a people person, especially on the stage. I'm like that type of girl that loves to bring people together and just dance with everybody. I, I'm just that person. And so I would definitely bring my friends on the stage because me and my friends love to go crazy together. We love to like, you know, like it's just amazing experience ever. And I feel like people, especially audience will be very hype and like, oh my God, it's a group of girls. Okay, I'm gonna do it too. And I'm very engaging a lot of time. And I would be like, you come on stage now. I'm that type of person that would do that on stage. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You were the first person to ever say, I'd bring someone else. <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> okay. And what would your stage name be if you were being like, cause you're going to start this dance off that everybody's going to get on stage. But, but what, what would, what, what would you call yourself if you were designing a stage presence? Edie. Deaf Queen Boss stage. Deaf Queen Boss stage. Stage. Deaf Queen Boss stage. Ah, oh, nice. I love you. Immediately just went to yes. I am a queen, and I'm owning that. Yes. And I'm oh, calling yeah. out what you might is a disability. I'm calling it out. It is my strength and power. Yes. <laughs> beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Huh. So what's next for you, Kalina? You're going to do a part two for your book and you're going to do maybe a children's book. Yes, that's correct. And, and you've got your business where, and how, how do you work with people? Do you work one-to-one -one or do you run group programs? 
I do one-to-one just because a lot of us, especially deaf community, um, we don't like to work with group because it gets confusing. And for us, especially lip reading, so it's better off to do one-on-one. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. And do you do online? Like, can people work with you from anywhere in the world? Yes, people can work with me anywhere in the world. Amazing. Okay, so how can people find you, Kalina? People can find me on my website, which is KalinaEmpowerment.com, or Instagram, which is my favorite platform, Jeff Queen Boss. Beautiful. Okay, and we'll put those links in there as well. So um, if you want to talk to Kalina or you have questions or you want to, you know, say thank you for the inspiration or just get in touch, uh, the links will all be in the show notes. You can always find me. I'm Heather Jean on all of the socials. I'm also confident through Cabaret on all of the socials, and I will put you in touch with Kalina as well. I just want to, for those of you listening on the audio podcast, uh, Kalina is K-E-L-L-I-N-A, and it's Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L, and it is, it, it do reach out and just share, check it out, check out the Amazon uh, link that'll have the book link as well and then you know it it would be such an inspiring thing to follow Kalina and just kind of follow the journey because you know it's going to be a good journey it's going to stuff is going to (laughs) happen oh yeah there's more to come there's more to come for sure so what so if you were if you were imagining a future where would you go like what would your next thing like you've got this thriving coaching business you've got these books out now there's a whole series what where to next where where's what's what's on the horizon I would say next it's fashion show i got an opportunity to be on a fashion week show in new york and on september 7th um so that is going to take me far than I thought. So who knows, I might be the first deaf model, uh, which I'm super excited. So I do hope to change the his industry, uh, model industry, Hollywood industry. I, my goal is to really change that perspective for the deaf community. Even though we did have an actor for the superhero, which is Lauren, which I'm super happy, but I do want to get into the model industry, kind of make it more different and uplift the deaf community and continue on speaking on podcasts, continue on inspiration, inspiring other people, especially speaking to schools. And I am as well, I got another opportunity. I am also a board director for a deaf organization in Canada, which I started in ending of June this year. Woo-hoo, I'm excited about that. And so I do have a lot going on. So definitely follow me on Instagram because I'm definitely going to be posting all my journey and all my success. It's going to be a very interesting journey, to be honest, because this is big for myself and my family, especially just getting them out of Canada, go travel to the U.S. So it's going to be interesting. I'm exhausted just listening to all the things that you're going to do and we're halfway through the year and you're, you're going to do more this year with the rest of the year than all of the entire year. Not that we're comparing, but I'm just like, I'm just thinking that is so exciting to have that variety. How amazing. And okay. When you, I just want to check back here. You said to be the first deaf model. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be. There aren't deaf models. There's no deaf models. 
if you look up online, there's no deaf anywhere. Really, like, there's nothing. Like, the Albert deaf community is very silent. And there's not a lot out there. That's why if you watch it, that MTV award night, when that one lady bought in Shippera. And that's the first time the deaf community saw in Shippera. And it made any award. And it's so sad. It's just like, are you kidding? Even the NFL, the uh, the the big um game the playoffs I think I don't know wait I gotta watch NFL I'm so sorry but that was a, yeah the football I didn't even know and they bought a deaf singer and deaf interpreter to interpret it and that's the first time they made the history for the deaf community so it's it's 2022 and it's just like what and wow. so yeah so my goal is really to go hard and get my stuff out there, just represent the deaf community, get all the deaf community out there. I, I'm i absolutely stunned that, that, yeah, I'm just stunned that this is all just starting. I mean, I'm really glad that you are, are advocating and getting things going and making space for others to be in that space as well. But that is unbelievable how, how, limited it is at this in 2022 yeah yeah Yeah. i i so i was saying i've just i've just been at uh, a couple of festivals over the last few weeks and um they have uh deaf interpreters for the the they have kind of areas where uh people who need a bit more space and need to not be in the crowd can go and they have deaf interpreters in there and they are rocking out to the music. They're doing sign language. They're 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 they, but they are they're rocking like as if they're Ed Sheeran or who you know Calvin uh, Calvin Harris or I guess it depends where you're going or Iron Maiden or whatever. They are rocking out on this stage, and I was I was so excited with the energy that they and I just I don't understand how that isn't everywhere. No, it's not everywhere. How, okay, I, that's a that's a whole other thing. But yeah, uh, <laughs> wow! Like I'm a little little low key angry here now. I'm like, okay, how is that not a thing? But you know what? Congratulations that you are paving the way not only for your own exciting life, but you are paving the way by being inspiring and by making space for others to be able to come forward and say, "This is who I am. This is what I want. This is what I'm taking." And, you know, I, I've written down so many notes now about, you know, you owning your own space and celebrating and you are an inspiration, Kalina. And I, I so appreciate you being here to talk with us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Check out, get in touch, do all the things, you know what to do, <laughs> all in the notes, you know. <laughs> we all know how the podcast world works so the notes are all there but do reach out to Kalina and and cheer her on and celebrate and follow the journey on Instagram I am Heather Jean this has been Kalina Paul uh please get in touch with us on Confidence Through Cabaret like and subscribe leave a comment leave a question whatever you like just get in touch and get involved the only place that we are not confidence through cabaret, which you probably already know by now, is Twitter. We are at YBYWYS. And on Clubhouse, I'm at 
Heather, YB, YW, YS, and those six beautiful letters stand for the message that Kalina has been sharing with us today. It is your body and it is your world and it is your stage. Take up space and own it. And thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And thank you to Kalina. Bye for now. Bye.